It's Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Trayvell Anderson, and this is What A Day, where we hate to give you this cursed update, but Mark Zuckerberg is now training with two UFC champions in preparation for his cage match with Elon Musk. I'm glad these two are taking it as seriously as I am taking it, because if this shit doesn't happen, we will be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I want a co-live stream on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook Live it, please. On today's show, Donald Trump's lawyers are asking for an indefinite delay in his classified documents case. Plus, Britney Spears' tell-all memoir is coming to a bookstore near you this fall. But first, the leaders of the 31 NATO nations gathered in Vilnius, Lithuania yesterday for the first day of the NATO summit. Okay, so there is a lot going on in the world. What exactly was on their agenda this year? Yeah, so obviously Ukraine is very much top of mind for everybody. Russia's invasion continues, and the NATO allies are expected to discuss how to support Ukraine through this conflict, how to bring them closer to NATO without fully having them join, and how to make sure they have the security support they need, both during the fighting and hopefully afterwards, to ensure that Russia can't do something like this ever again. At this point, Ukraine has made it clear that they really want to be a part of NATO. They have since 2019, so it's not like a brand new development just because they are in the middle of this invasion. And NATO leaders actually issued a joint statement yesterday saying that they will invite Ukraine to formally join their alliance. But the details on when and what conditions Ukraine has to meet before they can do that are not fully fleshed out yet, or at least not for all of us. Right. Okay, so let's talk a bit more about this vague timeline. I know that President Biden's stance has been that Ukraine isn't ready to join NATO yet, But why is that? One of the biggest parts of this alliance is the promise of collective defense. So if Ukraine joined NATO right now, as this war is ongoing, every single member of NATO would be obligated to fight against Russia to support Ukraine. That is what being a part of this alliance means. That is not what a lot of people want to happen here, especially not Biden, not trying to have America on the ground fighting Russia in a war. That is bad. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, there have also been some hangups on whether or not Ukraine meets NATO's standards for democracy and a few other things. But according to the joint statement, there will be regular reviews of Ukraine's progress on meeting those standards, you know, up until the point where they do get this formal invitation, that being the goal. Despite these efforts, though, Ukraine is not satisfied with the uncertainty of this timeline. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky originally called it absurd. But yesterday evening, he had dinner with NATO leaders. Today, he's scheduled to meet with Biden and attend the first meeting of NATO's Ukraine Council, which is a new group that aims to give Ukraine a voice right alongside member states of the alliance. So definitely getting a good amount of time to voice Ukraine's needs, a good amount of FaceTime, even though there's no official invitation to become a part of NATO just yet. Well, you know, it sounds like he's got the best situation possible. Because, right, nobody, we don't need to be involved in no kind of war, okay? Not directly, right? Yeah. And so it feels like this agreement, this kind of setup is the best Yeah. Possible option right now. Totally. You could see why he would want more. I understand it from his perspective, Mm -hmm. but I think for everyone else, this is probably the best that's going to happen. Right. So there was also the news late on Monday about Sweden joining NATO. Can you explain what happened there? Yes. So for more than a year, if you remember us talking about it on the show, 
Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan had blocked Sweden from joining NATO. Among other things, he claimed that Sweden harbored people with ties to groups that Turkey considers terrorist organizations, that they've been complicit in Islamophobic demonstrations. There's a bunch of complaints that he has had against Sweden. But on Monday evening, it came out that Turkey has now agreed to back Sweden's bid to join NATO. So that's a big change of heart. According to NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, the two countries work together very closely to address Turkey's concerns. Of course, this is another country joining the alliance, bringing them up to 32 countries in total. But it's an especially strategic addition. Sweden, along with Finland, which joined NATO earlier this year, is positioned right along the Baltic Sea, which also borders Russia, offering NATO more proximity and access to this area right next to Russia. Sweden also brings their military resources into the alliance, including hundreds of planes and tanks, in addition to, you know, tens of thousands of soldiers and troops on the ground. Not a great day to be Russia with more and more countries allying against what you are trying to do. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that Sweden will be immediately joining NATO, though. Turkey and Hungary still have to vote to approve their membership. The timeline isn't 100% clear yet. We will be keeping track of this story, obviously keep you updated on any new developments. Absolutely. Now on to some domestic news out of Tinseltown. As we all know, the writers behind everything you watch on TV or at the movie theater are on strike. The members of the Writers Guild of America and their supporters have been picketing every major Hollywood studio for almost three months now. Literally every weekday, they are outside the gates of Disney and Warner Brothers and Fox and Netflix and Amazon and everybody else demanding better wages and job security. And it seems like there is no end in sight for them. Well, fairly soon, as early as Thursday, SAG-AFTRA, which represents all your favorite actors, might be going on strike too. That's because today, or rather 11.59 p.m. Pacific tonight, is the deadline for the union and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP, to come to an agreement on terms for their next contract. At the time we went to record Tuesday evening, it was not clear if a deal would be made, despite reported progress over the weekend. Wow. All right. So what are the actors calling for in their negotiations? Yeah. So interestingly enough, their demands are very similar to the writers, which is why you've seen many actors joining picket lines in solidarity. They want higher wages, increased residual payments, and significant guardrails regarding the use of artificial intelligence in the industry. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who think that actors make a lot of money, but that's not quite the case. Sure, your Meryl Streep's, your Leonardo DiCaprio's, your your big name folks, right, are likely making cute coins, but there's a whole lot more folks who don't make the billing poster, who are robbing Peter to pay Paul, as my grandmother used to say, (laughs) even though they may be working rather consistently. Specifically on the residuals point, I want to play a quick clip from actress Brandi Evans, who some of y'all might know if you watch the show P-Valley. She plays Mercedes on that very wonderful show. A couple months ago, she took to TikTok to share the amounts of three SAG checks that she had received. Take a listen. What's up, y'all? So I just walked in the house. I ain't even taken off my bag yet because I was like, are those three SAG after checks on my table? Let me open them up. It's my birthday week, my birthday Friday, so I was like... Perfect timing. Let me show y'all what they got me, okay? That's the first check. That's the second check. And that's the third check. And that's why we gonna strike. Now, what you listeners can't see 
is that the first check was for $3.99, the second check was for $4.67, and the third check was for just one cent. Literally a penny. Yeah, you really need to see it to believe it. I was thinking, you know, sure, they're not Leonardo DiCaprio, they're not Meryl Streep, but like surely actors are making some money. Like this in total is not even $10. Mm-hmm. Like, this is crazy. Anyone would be furious if you showed up to work and that is what you got paid. Yeah. So it's very understandable that that really puts it into simple terms for all of us. Absolutely. And so many other actors have also, you know, shared, you know, similar stories, similar experiences. It's really widespread. And Brandy, she had posted that video shortly before the strike authorization vote by SAG-AFTRA members. And once votes were counted, 98% of members voted in favor of striking if a deal isn't reached. Now, in anticipation of that possibility, the Guild has already laid out some rules that the actors would be expected to follow. For example, along with stepping away from all Film and television productions worldwide, actors will not be permitted to take part in promotional work of any kind, which includes press junkets, film premieres, and fan events like San Diego Comic-Con, which is supposed to happen next week, according to reporting from The Wrap. And actors can't even promote any of the work they've done on social media. Sounds extreme, but sounds effective. Like, sounds like they really mean business and Mm -hmm. care about what they're striking for. But I mean, there is a chance that both the writers and the actors could be on strike at the same time. That seems like a difficult position Mm -hmm. for Hollywood to be in. What kind of impact could that have? Yeah, well, if the actors do indeed go on strike, it would be the first time in 63 years that both groups are out at the same time over a contract dispute. But we've already seen an 80% shutdown in Hollywood just over the writer's strike. If the actors go, it's giving absolute standstill. And that would have an even worse impact on the local economies of cities where there's a lot of filming that typically takes place, like in LA, like in Atlanta, like in New York City. And also one of the important points I think it is important to mention is, you know, in these cities, right, there's a whole ecosystem, right, of folks that are impacted when the writers aren't working or when the actors aren't working, you know, coffee shops. Uh, have been reported doing lower business as a result of these types of things. Restaurants that rely on, you know, people who work at these studios, actors who work on productions, right, um, to come to their places during their lunch breaks and whatnot. So many entities have already been affected. And so if the actors also go on strike, it's not going to be cute for a lot of these cities. I mean, we're cutting it very close to the deadline here, but is there any chance that an actor strike can be avoided or is that just pretty much where we're heading at this point? Well, there's always that possibility, and I'm sure that's what folks would prefer, considering the impact of having some, you know, 160,000 SAG members joining the already 11,000 writers on the picket line. Wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah. They don't want that, I would imagine. But after the parties negotiated all weekend, it remained unclear whether they were any closer to a resolution. And it's now being reported that the union and the major studios may be bringing in a federal mediator to settle the contract at the 11th hour so we will just have to wait and see as always we will keep y'all posted on the important developments here but that is the latest for now we're gonna go pay some bills and be right back
What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore's performance wear clothes are designed to look great no matter what you're doing, both in and out of the gym. And they might be the most comfortable pants I've ever worn in my life. Buttery soft, yes. So soft. Yes. I have on one of their cropped sweaters, and it's a staple now. I don't think I'll be taking it off until next week. But don't judge me. (laughs) I won't judge you. And don't judge me for not working out, but wearing comfortable workout clothes. That is, I feel like, required. That's part of the beauty of Viore. On the couch, in the gym, it still works. I look like I work out (laughs) and like I dress cute when I work out. But in fact, I don't do either. And this is just me dressing normally. And comfortably. That's the flex, though, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. So for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash wad and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. We're big fans of therapy on here, on the show. We absolutely are. Yeah. We absolutely are because, listen, you're going to need it, okay, to mm-hmm. get through this year ahead of us. And so why not check out BetterHelp to give you the the necessary coping tools, you know what I mean, just to be able to keep on keeping on, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. and offers their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, along with free plant consultation forever. Okay, so this weekend we started planting in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some wildflowers. We're also doing some trees we bought from Fast Growing Trees. I would love to tell you what kind of trees they are, but I have already forgotten as soon as I bought them. However, they look great, and I'm very excited to have a backyard that makes it look like I know what I'm doing. Listen, I love Fast Growing Trees because these plants that I have now bought over the last couple years of them supporting this show, I would like to report they are still alive. Okay, and so I officially have a green thumb. You thanks do? Thanks to Fast Growing Trees. That is very impressive. (laughs) To keep them alive that long is very, very impressive. Right now, Fast Growing Trees, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Donald Trump's lawyers are asking for an indefinite delay in his classified documents case. 
The court filing submitted late Monday comes after prosecutors working for the special counsel requested a trial date of December 11th, just last month. Now, both sides are waiting on U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee who has a history of being sympathetic to the former president, to set the case date. In the lawyer's filing on Monday, Trump and his team argued, quote, the government's request to bring a trial of this magnitude within six months of indictment is unreasonable, telling, and would result in a miscarriage of justice. Um, I don't think any part of that is true, but all right. And as if this situation wasn't unprecedented enough, pushing the case date could also cause even more complications. For example, if the trial is pushed back until after the presidential election and Trump, God forbid, wins the thing, he could try to pardon himself after taking office or have his attorney general dismiss the matter altogether, which would be hugely problematic. As a reminder, Trump is being charged with 37 felony counts that accuse him of illegally storing classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and trying to hide them from the Justice Department as investigators demanded them back. Absolutely no one should be okay with this. So uh, continues to baffle us that he has supporters. Yeah. A federal judge yesterday ruled against the Federal Trade Commission's attempt to block Microsoft from its more than $70 billion acquisition of video game company Activision Blizzard. The FTC argued that an injunction temporarily blocking the deal was necessary to protect consumers and keep open competition, especially since this merger would allow Microsoft to acquire popular franchises such as Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush. This ruling is a huge setback to the Biden administration's push to scrutinize big tech mergers, which it has struggled to do so far. But the merger is not totally in the clear yet because the FTC can still bring the case to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Earlier this year, the FTC dropped its case against Meta's proposed acquisition of virtual reality startup within Limited. So it's not out of the question that the FTC would drop this case either, allowing Microsoft to move forward with the deal as soon as this month. For the first time in 150 years, the U.S. Marine Corps is operating without a Senate-confirmed commandant, all because of one senator's ridiculous protest. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama has refused to confirm officer positions since the start of this year, blaming his disapproval of the Pentagon's decision last year to support service members and their families who travel out of state to receive an abortion. The commandant position, which is the highest-ranking officer in the branch, opened up Monday when General David Berger retired after 42 years in the Marine Corps. The current assistant commandant has been nominated to replace Berger, but Tuberville's temper tantrum is delaying his Senate confirmation. And you might have seen this Alabama senator's name in headlines this week for yet another reason. That is because of comments he made on CNN Tonight on Monday, where he doubled down on remarks he previously made in which he appeared to defend white nationalists joining the military. In a back and forth with host Caitlin Collins, who said that white nationalists are racist by definition, Tuberville replied by saying, quote, well, that's some people's opinion. Mm. Oh, mm. <laughs> following backlash that uh, very quickly ensued, right. <laughs> Tuberville spoke to reporters yesterday and finally called white nationalists what they are, racist. No one should give him a pat on the back um, for that. Right. 
Workers at Sega's North American branch voted to unionize Monday, creating the largest multi-departmental video game union in the country. The Allied Employees Guild, improving Sega, or AEGIS, represents workers at the video game company's California offices in Irvine and Burbank. And Monday's vote is a huge win for workers who have been organizing for over a year to form a collective bargaining unit at the company behind everyone's favorite blue hedgehog, Sonic. AEGIS is the fifth video game union in the U.S. overall, following suit with workers who have unionized at giants like Microsoft's ZeniMax, the company behind the popular Elder Scrolls and Doom franchises. The union will represent departments beyond just game development, from marketing to sales to quality assurance teams and more. And this is just the latest example of video game workers organizing for better working conditions in an industry that is notorious for underpaying and overworking its staff, often to the point of burnout. Sega quality assurance worker and union organizer Mohamed Saman said in a press release when the unionization efforts were first announced, quote, working for Sega is a passion for many of us, and it's been so exciting to see that through organizing, we can make this work a sustainable long-term career. That is very exciting. Congratulations to everyone at Sega. This is great. It's great news. And finally, some news from the juicy world of celebrity gossip. Pop icon Britney Spears announced on Tuesday that her forthcoming tell-all memoir, The Woman in Me, is officially coming to a bookstore near you this fall. The singer revealed the release date and cover art for the book yesterday in an exclusive interview with People magazine, and the memoir has been highly anticipated ever since Spears announced the project early last year when she signed a $15 million contract with Simon & Schuster to write it. This comes after the pop star was freed from her 13-year-long conservatorship in 2021 when a Los Angeles judge terminated the agreement. According to a press release, Spears' memoir, quote, illuminates the enduring power of music and love and the importance of a woman telling her own story on her own terms. The Woman in Me drops on October 24th wherever you get your books, and as the legend herself once said, you better work, bitch. She absolutely better work. $15 million to write a book? As somebody who just wrote a book, okay, uh, and did not receive $15 million, my lord today, okay? It's a lot of zeros, but you know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm I'm ready. You and I both. I believe she has a story to tell, and I feel like she is one who will not leave anything out. She will tell us the whole thing. I think it'll be a good one. So good. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, calling all nerds, grab your cape and get ready to travel through the zeitgeist with X-Ray Vision. From breaking down the latest Spider-Man movie to reminiscing on Succession Sundays, every week hosts Jason and Rosie take a deep dive into the captivating worlds of all your favorite shows. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Search for X-Ray Vision wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, pay all workers what they deserve, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Britney Spears' memoir, as soon as it drops like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Trayvell Anderson. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And And oops, we we did did it again. again. <laughs> what have we done? Unclear. I'm looking really forward to this because if you've listened to Mariah Carey's audiobook, she sings on it Ooh. and like gives us all of this behind the scenes information. So I'm hoping Wait. that Miss Britney Jean Spears oh, will do yes. the same. Oh my god, she has to. 
What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producers, Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. Our intern is Ryan Cochran, and our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. We have another 20-minute podcast you might enjoy, TED Talks Daily, bringing you a new TED Talk every weekday. This summer, go beyond the headlines to hear about ideas shaping your future, learn about confidence from actress Shirley Ralph, the future of social media from TikTok CEO So Chu, and more. Make your daily routine a little more curious and find TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious.